I think the government, especially because we're talking about a lot of public money, needs to get uh, more hands-on. A proposed carbon capture pipeline across the Midwest is awaiting approval from Iowa and other states. This five-state, $5.5 billion pipeline system would capture carbon dioxide from ethanol plants and send it to North Dakota for underground storage. So as carbon capture projects develop, what rules and tracking systems will assure the projects work as designed to reduce greenhouse gases? Eric Schaefer is executive director of the Environmental Integrity Project, and they just released a report on current federal rules for carbon capture projects and what might be missing. Hey, Eric, welcome to ClimateCast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So big picture first, what is carbon capture and how does it work? So the idea is you siphon the carbon emissions off from industrial processes, pipe them to a reservoir where the gas is pumped underground, and the hope is that it will stay there. And because you've taken it out of the atmosphere, that it will help at least slow down global warming. So where do we stand with federal rules and monitoring on carbon capture? The rules aren't very good. There are federal subsidies now for these carbon capture reservoirs. In order to qualify, you are supposed to have a monitoring, reporting, and verification program. So the question is, well, what's in those monitoring plans? And when we looked at them, didn't take us long to conclude, not very much. The rules essentially ask a series of questions. Are you going to monitor carbon dioxide breaking out into groundwater, for example? And you can answer by saying, well, we aren't in our case because we don't think it's very likely that the carbon dioxide is going to escape and get into groundwater. Uh, Just nothing there to give you much confidence that these are really monitoring requirements. Eric, uh, here in Minnesota, the Summit Carbon Solutions Pipeline, it's undergoing an environmental review uh, there's community concern, worries it might leak or loss of their land. How serious are these concerns in your eyes? I think they're pretty serious. You, you've got a carbon dioxide pipeline passing within what could be a few hundred yards of where you live or you know where your kids go to school. And we have had an incident with an accident in Mississippi where in Yazoo County, a carbon dioxide pipeline burst. And 300 people had to be evacuated. We had a lot of people gasping for breath, uh, going to the hospital. Now, you know, we've heard the the summit uh, project managers say, oh, well, that was Mississippi. And that was a problem with that pipeline operator. It's not going to happen here. But I think we need more than that to, you know, get confidence that the government understands these risks and is going to manage them. So these gaps that it looks like you found in this report, what are you surfacing here and what do you think the solutions are? I think the government, especially because we're talking about a lot of public money, needs to get uh, more hands-on. The agency, EPA in particular, but also state agencies, need to hire and train people who have the knowledge and the expertise to go out and inspect these sites make sure they're well-managed. I think the monitoring requirements themselves could be tighter. And that means EPA has to actually write specifications. 
Eric Schaefer with the Environmental Integrity Project. Thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thanks, Paul, for having me. There's an old saying when it comes to climate solutions. There is no silver bullet, but there's plenty of silver buckshot. Carbon capture has been presented as one of those pieces of silver buckshot. It may be part of the overall mosaic of climate solutions, but it still needs assessment. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hunt.